Hello and welcome to D-Loop, a Melbourne Demons fan podcast. This week, the D's broke a hoodoo that has lasted since 2006. Neats, we got back together back that year, and for us in the club, it's been downhill since. How big was this win for you? I don't think that's right. I don't think we did get back together that year. Well, it's more convenient than saying we got back together in 2007. It wasn't really a parallel. Oh, I see. So you're just going to make sure that our dating life fits the uh, sequence of <laughs> events at the D's. Is that right? Well, I'm glad you didn't bat an eyelid to my criticism of our relationship. Clearly, that was just predictable. A but um, let's talk about the game. How did you feel? Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was solid. You know, I still didn't love the way we started the game. Obviously, it was quite disappointing, and it was annoying that we couldn't just absolutely demolish them, given that they are an average team or below average team rather. And but you, you hate North Melbourne. I really do. I do. I have you this hate real, mediocrity. I do. I, it's that. It's yeah. that. I don't like clubs. And obviously, people could say this all the time about Melbourne, but I don't like clubs that are sort of on the brink of irrelevance. Would you be happy if they folded? I don't know about happy. You just wouldn't care, would you? No, because they're just that irrelevant. You wouldn't be picketing Arden Street. You wouldn't be doing anything. No, but they're just it's just the sort of commitment to irrelevance and mediocrity that is something I find so <laughs> objectionable. I just really dislike North Melbourne. There's just something about them that just makes me so frustrated. Maybe it's because it's just sort of, I don't know... See, I think that's a bit of a weakness in they're you as a so person. They're just so unfashionable. I think everyone likes North Melbourne. They're a second Why? favorite team. They're no, non-threatening. They're, not. they're kind of a bit pathetic, but, but they're okay. But isn't that terrible? I feel like if you don't even if you're that non-threatening, you shouldn't be in the AFL. Really, like us, real imposing. No, okay, I'm not saying team. we're imposing, but I think you know if you're going to do something bad, do it well. You know, we really bottomed out. Okay, we really languished at the bottom there. Languished at the bottom yet there. I just felt like we really... And now we're really storming to a premiership. I'm not sure about storming, but I think we're gently uh, gliding there, actually. But no, I thought it was a solid performance without being, you know, obviously a spectacular performance. Yeah, I mean, look, they came back well, which is something against a pretty inept team. Um, I mean, but with very... one's absolute superstar in the forward line, right? Like you, right. honestly, he's all, he is a freak, Ben Brown. If you just kick the ball anywhere near his direction, he's just going to outmark. Well, he's definitely going to outmark Tom Donald, and he's such a sharp shooter. But beyond that, you look at their team, and they lost Robbie Tarrant before the game, which is a huge loss. True, but Magic, uh, Magic played well. He's uh, he's knock on Lewis was was excellent. Yeah. I actually enjoyed that, despite being a Melbourne fan. Uh, so did I, Sometimes actually. you just do, you do want to see Lewis get knocked down. It was it? just kind of like funny because it's Lewis, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I mean, but for us, I think it was really a tale of a few good individual performances. Oh, yeah. Gorn, unbelievable. Gorn was exceptional. Best on ground. He was incredible, Phenomenal. honestly. Hogan up the ground was just brilliant. Yeah, genius. Um, he only uh, kicked one goal for the day, but he had such an influence. He was fantastic. I think Clary, working through the tag, was really impressive. Yeah, and finishing with a couple of goals, you know, as a reward. I thought it was great. I mean, you know, Jacobs, obviously, he was well held. I thought Jones... Jones' kicking was really a highlight, particularly into the forward line. Yeah, he, he lifted quite well. Yeah, he did. And Gorney had an interview during the week, which I know you read, which uh, said that Jones is the best kick in the club. What did you yeah. make of that? I mean, I probably would agree. Really? Yeah, in terms of field kicking at the moment. I guess if you trade away players like Watts. That's exactly right. There's not that many. I mean, you've got sort no, of Salem's Jones, clearly, Salem, and Salem, Salem and, and Lewis are clearly better kicks than Jones. And Petrarca, probably. Yeah, except for not, not for goal. Definitely not for goal. We're still that's still a work in progress. But you know, he kicked one on he the did. weekend. He did. He I did. loved the celebration. He had a lick of the ice cream. He did a single lick. Um, <laughs> so look, a few good performances. Uh, my big concern, Neats, is I feel like a lot of our second tier players that we thought were going to explode this year haven't. I'd agree with that. So I was sort of expecting really big things of Nibbler and mm. Harms. 
Um, Milkshakes. Milkshakes, you know, who's been missing some shots. Yeah, it's been a little bit disappointing. Salem had his best game of the season, which is something. Right, and obviously he shows that it's worth persisting with with some of these players. I think um, even though, you know, some, including you, suggested that he should be dropped based on last week's performance. I don't think so. I just said that there were some questions that needed to be asked You were asking some big questions about Salem. I I love Salem. There's some real aggression in his game, actually, on the weekend. He looked like a man who thought he was about to be dropped, to be honest. Um, So... We'll turn to the big questions. My big concern slash question is, can Kent and Bug be a premiership winning forward line? You know, I'm not sure about that. I mean, I think you have to add throwing Garlet because I think Garlet just adds you know, a little bit more class to that Mosquito fleet um, <laughs> or Mosquito duo that you've identified there. I think, I think, yeah. It's I, the I kind think... of mosquitoes you can swat quite easily, can't you? <laughs> Chuck a bit of Mortina on, they're all dead. <laughs> they're all dead. They're pretty good. <laughs> pretty quickly done for. Look, I think Kent and Garlet definitely. Bug, I'm not sure about. I mean, I like this sort of tale of redemption, but I'm not I'm not sure. Well, can I tell you my big question? I just thought Kent's pressure was great. Yeah, Kent was brilliant. And I thought I, Kent was and really good. And I really good. like Kent. And don't jump on the Kent bandwagon. I've always oh, liked Kent. That's rubbish. We'll, we'll get the tape later. You always pay out Kent. I've Kent's never, been mine for a long time. I've so never I'm taking credit Kent. for that. My concern with some of these players, not not so much Kent, but players like Bug and, I don't know, all these other mediocre players we cycled through, is even if they have a good game and even if they kick a few goals here and there, can mediocre players like that stand up in a grand final? Like, you watch Tom Buck when he missed that shot for goal from, like, 20 metres out. And he did plenty of good things. He kicked four goals in fairness to him. He did. He had a very good game. But don't you think in like a grand final, Bug marks at 30 metres out, the crowd boos him, he's just going to miss? Yeah, I mean that might be... It's something about this kind of loser's mentality or something. I feel like we've got a lot of players that when the heat's on, ultimately would remember that they're not really that good at football. Is that unfair? I mean, I think it's a confidence game, right? So I feel like if they were getting to the point where they were actually in a grand final, they probably wouldn't feel like losers as much anymore. Okay. Right? So I don't know about that. Maybe I'm being harsh. I think you are a little bit. I think the biggest issue with Bug is the whole image rehabilitation problem that he's got, right? I mean, gosh, imagine if they took him, you know, they they play him against the Swans. Right. Luckily, we're not playing the Swans at the SCG this year, I don't think. Maybe the Swans will admire him for winning the time trial. And beating Tom McDonald. I don't think that that's what Swan supporters <laughs> or, or Callum Mills' family would feel about that. But, um, you know, so I think that's the sort of, that's sort of my view of these players. I, I think, like, you know, Jeffy Garland and Dean Kent, definitely, I can see them in a premiership winning forward line. I'm not so sure about the others yeah. at this stage. Jury's still out. But it was so great seeing Kent back, though. Just oh. applying pressure and tackling. He's so skillful. Phenomenal. He's great. Phenomenal. And, kick. And, yeah, Fritch did some really nice things. Yeah, Fritch did some nice things. My hope is that... You get Hannon in to replace Bug down the track. Obviously, you're not going to do that. You very, very, like, sort of one goal, don't you? No, I'm just thinking long term here. I just think when we win a premiership, I could imagine Mitch Hannon being part of the forward line. I can't imagine Tom Bug being part of that. And if Tom Bug is, we're going to be the most hated premiers in history. <laughs> um, but look, he kicked four goals. The thing about him is, unlike Hannon and unlike um, a lot of these other guys, he stays in the game. He really does. Even he if he's stuffing up, he's, he's always, always near the ball. Yeah, he is. He yeah. obviously works very hard. And look, it is nice that he's trying to sort of, you know, redeem himself. And um, it does sound like he's worked incredibly hard to do that. So good on him for that. Yeah. So next question, Deeds. Should we be concerned about our defense? A little bit, yeah. So Levi hasn't necessarily started the best this season it's an understatement yeah it is I, I mean look he'll get there it was interesting that Simon Goodwin thinks that it might take six to eight weeks for him to gel yeah I don't know where that sort of period is coming from I don't I think the media is obsessed with that I think he was just a just a general comment he was making 
which is it might take some time. I, don't, right. I think the media's interpreted that as if he's not playing well in six to eight weeks, he'll be dropped. Yeah, which he's definitely not going to be dropped. I mean, no, no we invested no too chance. much in him. Yeah, absolutely. And also, yeah. we don't have anyone else, so it's yeah. kind of you know, no one's really <laughs> batting down the door for uh, for Jake Lever's spot. No, I think he'll come good. He just needs a really good game just to I don't know lift his confidence. He needs to take some more intercept marks and. You know, I think we'll see the talent come through. Well, this game was a bit of a different problem. I mean, he was getting some marks and then turning it over horribly. Yeah, his kicking wasn't great. The first couple of games, he wasn't turning it over so much as not getting the marks. So maybe it'll just slowly come together over time. It's just, we need some stability in the back line, though. I mean, that's the problem. We're chopping and changing too much. You've got Frost is now coming in. You know, Oscar's obviously there, but Jaden Hunt went out, you know, probably because he wasn't playing enough as a one-on-one defender. It's just all getting a bit confused down back, I think. Yeah. I'd like to stick with that trio and just keep it going for, for like five weeks or something. But what if we, they're not enough tools to, for them well, to play on? Well, Frost is a pretty versatile player. He's quick. I reckon he can play on a medium player. Mm. Um, like this week, he could play on Roughhead if we needed him, but he could also play on Gunston. Like he's a pretty versatile guy. Right. He could play on Bruce Stevens. I don't really love the idea no, of I don't Oscar like... McDonald versus Roughhead, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. And in fairness, I don't like any of those Frost matchups either. But the point is, Frost, I think, has... Has some versatility, which means yeah. we, can, we can play him. And that frees up Lever a little bit. It does. Um, but on the subject of the defence, this takes us to this week's Damien Barrett Award for Outstanding Football Journalism. And, and who does it go to, kids? Like, Nitz, I don't like taking pot shots at Matty Bergen. The Bergen we truck. love Matty Bergen. We love Matty Bergen. We love him. He's such an enthusiastic guy. He's fantastic. He loves the club. Seems like the nicest bloke in the world. But sometimes you read his puff pieces about the game... And you feel like you're in Stalinist Russia listening to the propaganda you get. So he described the matchup between Oscar McDonald and Ben Brown as a fine duel between a star forward and an ever-improving Oscar McDonald. How would you describe that as a duel? A duel requires two participants. Oscar McDonald was there kind of flapping his arms about, and Ben Brown was just taking anything that got near him. That was ridiculous. It's not a duel at all. Just a massacre. It's like a firing squad. <laughs> That's what it was. Oh, Burgo. I know he's employed by the club and he's got to say this stuff, but come on. A fine jewel is, is quite amusing. That's a very Ever improving. I think Oscar's improvement halted for this week. It fancy? probably did. I probably stagnated or maybe even did, like declined, but that's okay. I mean, look, yeah, I yeah. think I think that's a fair fair winner of the Damien Barrett Award. Good. I'm not going to rip into Oscar because Ben Brown is in the top two or three forwards in gun. the competition. He's a absolute but, gun. But I think what this probably exposes a little bit is Oscar is going to take some time to develop. He's still a work in progress. I mean, he we played well on an aging Hawkins and maybe an out of form Hipwood. Mm. Um, and the question is, is I guess if Tom McDonald, when Tom McDonald gets fit again, hmm. and let's say hypothetically speaking, the weed comes on, would they just play the weed in the forward line and then put Tom McDonald back? In which case, what happens to Oscar? I think at that point, Oscar probably goes out or he'd be competing with Frost, I suppose, if, right. they, if they're willing to play three backs. Uh, but then again, the club doesn't seem to really love Tom McDonald up back. No. Um and, and they've already trained him in the forward line all, se- all pre-season, so right. perhaps they'd be more inclined to give it a go. But yeah, it an interesting question to see how it comes along. It is a bit of a dilemma, because I'm not sure who's a better key defender between the two of them. I mean, I think Oscar does less horrible stuff than Tom in defense. Oscar's he less he likely to it. turn the ball over. Right, and make but a he just gets mistake. beaten in a lot of one-on-one contests. But he gets beaten a lot. Which is a... Although in fairness, Tom did as well. Although Tom had a, a pretty decent run against players like Buddy in the yeah. past. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the truth is we just don't have that amazing a backline. We just need to cobble something together from 
some combination of these four players. Mm. Yeah. There it's you all go. very confidence inducing. <laughs> and on to a new segment, which is called Who is the <laughs> A worst? weekly segment. It's actually not a weekly segment, but just something that we were contemplating on the weekend as we were watching Ben Brown on Scream. Scream. Who do you think is the has the most peculiar head in the AFL, Kieran? Mm. And we're There's... gonna we're gonna throw this out to our listeners, but we've got some contenders. Clarinet. Yes, yes, he's got a weird head. Um, but for me, the one who looks most like um, I don't know Hannibal Lecter or something is is Rory Lobb. <laughs> I don't think he looks like Hannibal Lecter. No, he's got a weird head. You look at the eyes and the head; it's got a real serial killer look I, about well, it. I mean, Dylan Buckley's got a very um, he looks like some type of sort of household appliance, don't you think? <laughs> I mean, Even more than Broomhead, who should look exactly. like a household appliance, but he doesn't. So we, but we want to throw that throw that this out to our listeners. Please tweet us or Facebook us with who you think has the most peculiar head in the AFL. Yeah. And ideally, if you can do a split screen to like a, a broom or a dustpan or some other household yeah, appliance. Yeah, who do you think looks the most like an inanimate object in the NFL? Yeah. That's really what we're most interested in. Angus Brayshaw looks like something. I think he looks like an object. Do you <laughs> he think definitely he, looks like he a... He does? Possibly a vase. No, he doesn't have a vase head. He's, his head isn't long enough. It's not sort of narrow enough to be vase-like. Okay, perhaps the fans can get back to it. I think Mason Cox looks like more of a vase. He does. He Don't really does. Anyway, we can all continue uh, this discussion at a later time. Excellent. But we're please, either, um, we're either adding fans or shooing them away. I'm sure it's loud. Okay, and now on to the Rowan Bale Award for the most underrated performance. So one of our more uh, regular weekly segments. More regular. It is our main segment. Um, and look, I haven't talked about this yet, although this was really the story of my off-season. <laughs> Rowan Bale was the co-founder of a company that was worth $300 million. Did you know this, Neats? Yes, you did, because I told you about it. Was it actually $300 million? Yeah, it was like $300 million. And what, what... It is a logistics company that he formed with Joel McDonald, another Melbourne reject. Um, and, um, are, you calling Rowan... are you calling Rowan Bale a Melbourne reject? I guess I implicitly did. And um, uh, Strauss. Um, what's his first name? No, James. Andrew. James Strauss. Um, Andrew? And they founded this company together... My feeling is that Rowan Bale might have exited before the company made any money, which would also be a very Rowan Bale move. But anyway, so this company was worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And then get this, it got investigated by ASIC for consumer fraud. As of when? As of a couple of months ago. And I think they risked going bankrupt. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This company um, run by Joel McDonald and possibly Rowan Bale. So it just shows the highs and the lows of a journeyman footballer, doesn't it? What does that have to do with the segment? That's a good question. <laughs> Just an aside about Rowan Bale. This week's winner of the most underrated performance is has to be Christian Sale. Yeah, I thought he I thought he played really well on the weekend and I thought he was really tough. Yeah. I just loved it. He was getting stuck into everyone. He just wanted to hurt people. He was angry. They must have told him. I to think show they something. did. I think they told him they needed to show more aggression in the midfield. And he played really well. He used the ball really well. It was a great performance from him. Yeah. He seems like a very placid character normally. So it's good to see that. Yeah. And I liked the article about him having, you know, hiring a personal trainer this off season, really trying to work on his fitness and tank so he could play more minutes in the midfield. Re- really working on not dropping bricks on his head. Is that part of the routine? I don't think they mentioned that specifically, no. Okay. Um, Turning to the Hawks game, I'm very, very nervous about this. I was was doing my pre-game before and watching the win over the Hawks two years ago. Um, Don't you just watch that on a daily basis? (laughs) That's like one of your go-tos. Anyway, it's relevant this week. I'm, I'm concerned. I'm not, actually. Weirdly. I mean, I think... 
you know, I think maybe Hawthorne are a little bit better, but I do think this is a genuine 50-50 game. We might just even pip them. Um, I think that if we do beat them, it will be for pace. That's our sort of big strength. I don't think we're going to beat them. Do we have that them. much pace? I think we've got a little bit. Well, <laughs> so much confidence. Have, do we have more pace than them? They've got in Isaac their, Smith, in their Cyril, um, Puppy, Bruce. Well, who's fast in our midfield? I don't even really think they exist. I guess maybe they're not that fast. I mean, like, Clary's not slow, but I don't think he's like a race car. Um, Dom Tyson's certainly not quick. Uh, Jones isn't all that fast. Like, I think we're potentially fast if we get Jaden Hunt back in. Yeah, which I don't think we're going to do because it doesn't sound like he was even in the... I, I don't know nothing about how he performed in the in at Casey this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last weekend. Um, so, I mean, maybe Hibbard goes into the middle. He's yeah, quick. Yeah, he's quick. Um, I don't think we necessarily have a huge advantage when it comes to pace. Well, that's how we beat them last time, which we we very much beat them for pace. But we're definitely not going to beat them for kicking skills. It's definitely true. So we just need a scrap, really. Um, I think that we also should be a bit concerned with dealing with the Hawthorne tools. So, for example, O'Brien last time really destroyed us. And I love the way O'Brien last week got like seven possessions. But he's still probably the player I'm most worried about. Oh, totally. Because it's always these like random players that just we seem to play into form. Yeah. Yeah. And And, Ruffhead. And Ruffhead dominated us last time. So that's... Who do you play on Ruffhead? Do you play Austin? Or Frost. I'd rather Frost at this stage. I would start with Frost. I just think he's better on the bigger guys. But I don't know. It is a tough matchup for either of them. It's a really hard matchup. What about Tom Mitchell? Do they tag Tom Mitchell? Do we send Bernie Vince to you've, tag you've Mitchell? You've got to. And I think it's a perfect matchup. I mean, yeah. Vince isn't super fast. Mitchell isn't super fast either. Um, I reckon just wear him like a glove. Yeah. Keep him to 30 possessions. I think that's a great Honestly, outcome. that's a huge outcome. That's a huge achievement. You look at the Hawks last week. Mitchell had forty two. The next best was was Jay Grimmel with twenty three. Really? They don't There's have many a... they don't have many midfielders. Yeah, and if we can tag Mitchell cool. out, we can win this game. Yeah. Like I think our midfield is better. Gorn versus McAvoy is an interesting matchup. Oh, I think Gorn is clearly a better ruckman. Gorn's a better ruckman, but McAvoy can be pretty damaging up forward. Yeah. If we can limit that, I think we win the midfield battle. But their forward line really concerns and me. And our defence really concerns me, given how we're playing at the moment. So who comes in, Kieran, and who goes out? I mean Look, the truth is they're not going to make any changes, I don't think, after that winning You don't think so? I don't think so. What about the weed and his uh, four goals? Or five goals, Five goals. Uh, I don't know. I mean... I think he should be probably be like built, really banging down the door before he gets selected. And keep in mind, I mean, it sounded like he played well, but Melbourne won by 100 and something points. We did. But a lot, to be fair, his five goals, I think, mostly came in the first half. That's true. That's true. But I think you want to see that over a few weeks. And particularly against good teams in closer games. Yeah. What do we think about Gus? I mean, who does he come in for? You're going to say Wagner, as you always I say. I wasn't actually going to say Wagner this time. The thing is, is Harms and Nibbler and Co., I don't think they were that amazing last week from memory. So they are... They're not safe. They're I mean, not necessarily Gus safe. and for Nibbler is not inconceivable to yeah. me. Yeah. Nibbler um, hasn't been getting much of the ball recently. He's been he's been okay. I mean, he got some, like, 20-odd possessions. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, he's been he's been Okay. So is that enough? I think they'll probably stick with him um, for now. I don't think Gus comes back in. I mean, he got 22 possessions. It sounds like he played well, but he needs to be dominating at VFL level. I want him to be the best player for a couple of weeks and then bring him in. Mm. Um, Hannon sounds like he played well, but I think with Kent and Bob playing well. And then obviously the Balik issue now. We, it, it's yeah, just a risen, Balik issue. It's like well, a, he's just arisen like a out of tumor. nowhere. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't mean issue. I mean, he just arose out of nowhere. He did. Six goals. Yeah, what a game. Yeah. So we'll have to see. I couldn't even tell you what he does, but clearly, clearly he's going to be mixed about him somewhere on the ground. Somewhere, at some, some point. Some kind of a midfield half forward. So do we win, Kieran? Um, 
No, I don't think we do. I honestly think Hawthorne has such a good record against us, except for that that game a couple of years ago. Their forward line is very compelling. Um, the kicking skills are very compelling. I think, yeah. I mean, I think we win. Chip Chip on Hogan is a pretty good matchup. Mm. He's got pretty good endurance. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I could see us winning, but I, it's huge if we do, but I, I think we're going to go down. I think we win. Okay. Yeah. How many points? Mm, 15. Okay, very confident prediction there. Um, I think we'll lose by uh, 10. Interesting. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts. And as always, please tweet us and Facebook us after the games and during the week. We love hearing from you guys. Yeah, and uh, send us your comments on who has the most bizarre head in the AFL. Peculiar, Kieran. Peculiar head in the AFL. Um, And until next week, go Dees. Go Dees.